Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Oh, Franklin, try to enjoy it, won't you? What do you think you're doing? We'll, we'll put this in our room and we'll take it home with us. Want to know the deadliest virus known to man? No, it's not the coronavirus. This one's much worse. Stay tuned and I'll tell you how to avoid it. Welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement with best-selling author and fiduciary, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it, you don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Greed. It is without a doubt the deadliest virus known to man and unfortunately, its ill effects on our lives, our money, and our overall peace of mind can infect any saver at any time. No one, including the unsuspecting saver we shared with you in the introduction on this episode of Twilight Zone called The Fever, is immune from it. So how does greed start? How does it coax us into doing things we know we shouldn't? And what are the symptoms of greed? Well, as we can kind of learn from the, the show The Fever, it usually goes something like this. We are perfectly content and at peace with what we've got. Then, out of the blue, something lures us into thinking we could easily have more if only but trust someone or something, promising more of whatever it is we think we need. And in the case of a one Franklin Gibbs, more easy money from a slot machine was not the answer. You see, Gibbs, prior to putting money into this slot machine on this episode of The Fever, had never gambled a day in his life. In fact, admits he doesn't believe in gambling, but he's tempted with one particular coin in one particular machine, and you guessed it, it yields huge returns. So, rather than taking his winnings and going home, what does Mr. Gibbs do? What most people would do, right? Take their winnings and keep gambling. Well, welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement, folks. And I am that little man in the sweater vest, 401k rollover specialist and safe money specialist, Tony Walker. And with us in the studio today, as always, is the producer of the Worry-Free Retirement, our very own America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orander. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good, good. And before we get into today's show, we want to welcome officially, they've been hanging around the studio for the last couple of weeks, uh, two new sidekicks. Uh, that are going to be assisting you in the very near future. They're learning the ropes here at Worry-Free Productions, Mr. Derek Hudson and Miss Amelia Johnson. So they're in the studio. So welcome, folks. You all can nod. Don't say anything, though. You're not allowed to talk for the first four weeks. You're still on probation, so don't say anything. But, uh, but Aaron has plenty to say. He, he got back from a, a well-deserved little break with the family. You all went to Gatlinburg? That's correct. We love it down there, so that's that's usually where we go. <laughs> I've noticed that. What is it about Gatlinburg you like? I don't know. Maybe all the blinking lights? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe is it's just a lot like of traffic, a moth. A lot of traffic down there still, though? No, there was not that much traffic on the way uh, there or back. We did run into a lot of rain, though. We've had a lot of rain around this region lately. 
Huh. That's, I think the last time I've been to Gatlinburg a bunch, I'm trying to think of that little resort we stayed at. It was a real old resort. I loved it. It was kind of cool on a creek and it had a big bear out front. I can't remember what that was called. But every time I've been there, to be honest, it just seems like the traffic. I don't know, it gotten worse. Maybe it's uh, cleared out a little bit, but I'm glad you had a good time. So let me ask you a question, Aaron. All right. Remember now the topic is greed, right? Okay. Right. The topic's greed. Greed. Let's say you had $100,000 at the bank earning 1% interest. That's what we call the internal rate of return. You with me? Okay. Okay. So if you left it there at the end of the year, they're going to pay you a thousand bucks. Not bad because the money's safe and secure. You with me so far? Okay. Okay. Now you hear about another bank down the street that has a CD paying 2%. So in other words, you could increase your rate of return from one to 2%, no additional risk. Would there be any reason why you wouldn't go get the 2% CD? Because you'd get $2,000. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Well, that's more money. Yeah, Yeah. sure. And I don't think that's really greedy, do you? I mean, that's just same. Okay. Okay, well, let's let's ratchet it up a notch. I was just uh, reading an article here about a gentleman. We'll call him a gentleman, an advisor, I think up in Michigan somewhere. But he had promised huge returns for some potential clients. Now, the clients who were older and were savers, probably from this article, from what I could tell, knowing that they could get these huge returns and seeing as though they trust the advisor, they left the safety and security of their own money. Where do you, what do you think they do? You think they invested with this advisor? They could get some big returns. No, they, I mean, it's a good, it's a gamble, but it's a, it's a good risk to pay off, I guess. Yeah. So, but here's the problem. Not only was it a gamble, but they lost all their money because the money never went to the investment. It went in the guy's pocket. So, folks, this is a good example of what we call the greedy saver syndrome. And if you're just now joining us for the past few weeks, we've covered this greedy saver syndrome. Remember, folks, this show is the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money. So let's first of all make sure, in case you're a new listener to the Worry-Free Retirement, define what a saver is. A saver is not an investor. A saver does not like taking a lot of risk. A saver is not a speculator. A speculator would be what uh, poor old Mr. Gibbs turned into, Aaron, when he, knowing he was a saver, he started speculating and tossing coin after coin into that slot machine. A speculator, very few people exist. That's somebody that just rolls the dice and they really don't care. So many people out there are savers. My granddad was a saver. I talk about him a lot. So the problem is the financial world knows that you and I, Aaron, everybody listening to this radio show today has within them just an element. I'll say an element. This is not a judgmental statement, Aaron, of you, myself, nor anybody else, but the potential, the element of chasing after things and becoming greedy. Would you agree that you could become greedy? You think you're totally immune from that? Absolutely. Yeah. So me either. So we all have to watch that. So how does the financial world play on this innate fear or greed that we might have that we're going to miss out on something. Well, when I return, I'm going to tell you the difference between just internal rate of return. That's what the financial world constantly pitches to try to get your money. And something I learned from a gentleman I was uh, trained under that includes two other rates of return that most advisors don't know how to calculate and don't want to talk about anyway. So when I come back, we're going to talk about the three rates of return and why these rates of return are so important for you to fully understand how much money you're making on your money and why you better enjoy your money while you still can. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. Okay, 
okay, so my 401k, I'm a few years from retirement. Um, is there any way, I'm getting my employer match right now, so is there any way I can roll that over to you and kind of have a little bit of both or? It depends on your age, but uh, let's take the example of the 59 and a half year old person. They'll come into me, we do a game plan and they say, golly, Tony, I'd rather you handle the 401k plan, right? Which they could roll it over to us, but I get this match. I don't want to stop contributing. The, the beauty of that is you keep contributing. Absolutely. I always tell people contribute up to the match. Now, a lot of people are putting in way too much in their 401k plans, but in that example, we would roll the 401k over to Tony Walker Financial. We handle everything. There's no cost or taxes to do that. And then you just simply keep contributing for the time being until you retire to get that corporate match. So old money gets rolled to us. The new money, you just keep contributing as if nothing's ever happened. So my husband's 62. Could he do this? Uh, oh, absolutely. So he is contributing to a 401k? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what we could do, and here's how the process would work. So if your, your husband would meet with us first, we'd go through a full financial analysis of everything, create a game plan, and then we would roll the 401k over based on determining what he wants to invest in, annuities, Wall Street stuff, whatever. I'll figure all that out. But then, no, we would keep contributing to the 401k. So really, it's as if nothing happened. It's just now we're managing the brunt of his 401k, and he now has a game plan. So when he retires, not if he retires, when he retires, he knows exactly what he's going to do with that money. Who can you trust? It's one of the most important decisions you'll have to make. Question is, are you ready? Well, we're here to help at Tony Walker Financial. You know, we care more about you than we do your money, and we have over 2,000 happy clients and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau to prove it. Rolling over a 401k, confused about Social Security, maybe you're afraid of running out of money. Learn how to use and enjoy and protect your hard-earned money. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. And uh, our Tony in the Trenches question, yeah, boy, it's a good one. And this is falling right into our topic today, how to avoid becoming a greedy saver. Um, that, that was another clip we just played from the Twilight Zone episode. You ought to watch it. You ought to go back and Google that and watch that episode of the Twilight Zone. It's called The Fever, and it features a Mr. Uh, Mr. Gibbs, who unfortunately is a saver, but gets caught up in throwing silver dollars into a slot machine, and uh, it ends up uh, not ending too well for Mr. Gibbs. But uh, maybe you feel like that. Maybe you're sitting there, and you're, you got some money in the stock market, and you feel like you're gambling, and the market's come back, and now it's there. There you go. I met a gentleman yesterday, Aaron. He had lost $150,000. It's back up one hundred twenty, dollars so he's made most of it back. And he's coming into me saying, now, what should I do? And I'm like, wait a minute. Don't ask me, how did you feel? You know, these guy's almost 60 years of age. How did you feel knowing you're approaching retirement and you lost pretty much overnight 120000 whatever it was? He said, it felt awful. And I'm thinking, so why in the world would you still be risking your money? That, that makes no sense. Maybe that's you out there right now riding down the road and maybe your 401ks come back a little bit, you're retired or nearing retirement or you've got some money that you just want to put in a position where you can use and enjoy it without the fear of running out of it. And you really, we really need to talk. Of course, you can just go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Be happy to talk to you over the phone or in person. Or you can call us at 877-499-WALK. Incidentally, 
Uh, we do have offices up there in Lexington for you listening on WLAP. Happy to see you up there as well. Okay, back to the question. It's Diana from Louisville. She's 62. Basically, Aaron has about a million bucks in her 401k plan. Not bad. Wants to retire. Okay, good with that. Must be single from the uh, email here that I got. I, I'm assuming she's single. And she says she's been talking to various advisors. By the way, we're recording this show on July 28th, 2020. Aaron, approximately when, when do you think this show will be on? What week? Where this, are we? This show will air uh, around towards the end of August. Okay, end of August. The only yeah. reason I say that, folks, is the dinner seminar folks, they're coming out in full force now, uh, depending on what's going on with the government crackdown of things. Uh, so you're going to be hearing more and more from advisors back opening up the dinner seminar workshops and they're going to be talking about this kind of stuff, these ability to make these high rates of return and many times do not give any caveats or there's no full disclosure about external and eternal rates of return. But this is what's happened to Diana. Somebody's told her that they can get 8% on her money. And she basically says this, Aaron, I love this. She says, I don't know much about money, but this sounds too good to be true. Is it? What's the old saying, Aaron? If it's if it sounds too good to be true, then it probably is. There you go. Thank you, Aaron. Very good. And you didn't even see my notes on that one, did you? No, I'm not really paying attention, but go ahead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're still on vacation. I, what, what did you do down there in Gatlinburg? Anything oh, in particular you do? loved doing? Oh, well, it was... One thing. What was your favorite thing? What was my favorite thing? I'll take him Preston to the Titanic Museum. He wanted to go. It was his birthday a month or so ago, and that's all he wanted was he wanted money to go to the Titanic Museum. That's, that's all he wanted for his birthday. That's interesting. Does, does he like the movie, The Titanic? Uh, he doesn't like the love part of it. Oh, he likes, he my likes wife the, likes that He likes the when best. the boat sinks. That's okay. what he likes. I'm like him. I don't like that love scene either. But anyway, <laughs> my wife seems enjoyed, so I'll let her watch it. But uh, so basically, you know, we're just, I agree. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. But you know what? 8% sure sounds a lot better than 2 3 or 4%. Well, let me share a few things with you folks, because I think it's important. We've talked about this on a couple of shows, but I think it's important to really think through not only the credentials of the advisor you're working with, but also the experience. And I, I think what you ought to ask a lot of these advisors, number one, are they fiduciaries? Hopefully they are fiduciaries, which we are. They're working in your best interest. But number two, what is their training? Now, we talked last week about credentials, but there's a difference between credentials and training. In other words, where have they learned from? Who have they learned from? What is their philosophy and perspective on money? Uh, one reason I wrote the book, Live Well, Die Broke, was for that very purpose. I thought people might want to understand if they're going to work with Tony Walker, they have to understand my philosophy and perspective, which is totally different than the rest of the financial world. You know what the rest of the financial world says you should do with your money, don't you, Aaron? What should you do? You should put it in the stock market. Put it in the stock market. Put it in annuities. But Let it ride. Yeah, and the philosophy is save, save, save. And the philosophy of live well, die broke after meeting in person with over 15,000 savers, um, after literally working on over 4,000 written game plans, after meeting in person and trying to watch my clientele grow from, you know, now it's 2,500 people and many of them retired. What I would say is you better have a plan in place that's fine to save a little for the future, but you better have a plan in place to spend and enjoy this money, give it to the kids, whatever you want to do while you still can. Because before you know it, people, I see this all the time, people get older and older, and I think the biggest problem out there is they wait too long to spend it. So where did this philosophy and perspective on money really come from? Well, again, I've successfully matriculated through the American College CLU, the um, uh, uh, certified financial planning courses. I've done all that stuff. 
I was in uh, Ed Slot, a well-known CPA. I was in Ed Slot's first ever elite advisor program way back in the 90s. I've studied under goal-setting guru Brian Tracy. I was a participant three years in Strategic Coach. Um, but probably of all, the, and I could go on and on. I mean, I've tried to spend a lot of money. My father-in-law taught me, Aaron, when I first got in the business. He got me in the business in 84. He taught me, he said, Tony, don't ever train under just one line of thinking. Does that make sense to you, Aaron? Okay. I mean, uh, you know, I, and I think that's the problem nowadays. People are so closed-minded. They're not open-minded to other ways of thinking. And what happens, they wake up one day like me and they're age 60 and they, they can't think of anything else other than what they've been taught, which is pretty scary. But anyway, Mr. Moore taught me, Tony, go out and learn from a lot of different people. So of all these people I've learned from and trained under, and there's been some great ones, I'll have to admit, and looking back over the last 36 years in this business, a gentleman who created something called Leap Systems, it's really macroeconomics for those of you who know anything about economics, but Leap Systems was a guy named the name of Bob Castellone. You've heard me talk about him, haven't you, Aaron? Yes, sir. Oh, I used to love listening to him, and I never will forget I was at a conference, uh, it was an insurance company conference. This was back in, I think, the early 90s in Atlanta, I can remember. They had a bunch of guest speakers, and I was ready to go home, and a guy told me, Jeff, I won't say his last name, I'll never forget this, his name was Jeff. He said, hey, Tony, uh, aren't you going to stay around to hear, stay around to see uh, Bob Castellone? I said, who's Bob Castellone? Man, i got to get on back to Bowling Green. He said, ah, you better stay around and hear him, he's pretty good. Well, there was probably 20 people in this room, Aaron, and... You know, some of them you could tell some pretty seasoned financial advisors. Now, remember, I had just graduated from the College of Financial Planning CFP curriculum. So I was really ingrained in what's called financial planning, which I don't do financial planning anymore, folks. Financial planning is kind of a, a sham because it assumes that you're going to plan for the future and nothing ever changes. That That's not realistic, is it, Aaron? No. No, you don't just set up a couple of variables and put your money aside and hope to earn a certain interest and live happily ever after because life's going to throw you a lot of curveballs as we're going to see in our last segment. So what he started talking about, everything challenged what I'd learned. He started talking about not just internal rates of return. Again, internal rate of return, a simple example of that would be put 100000 in the bank. You earn 1% at the bank. You make $1,000. Your internal rate of return is 1%. But what about the forces that are working against your money? What about the external rate of return? And what we're talking about there, the forces could be taxes, the forces could be insurance premiums, the forces could be fees, it could be interest uh, people are charging on your money. All of these things, inflation, you could throw that in there. All of these forces are at work against your money, but in many cases, it's like flying down the, you know, flying in an airplane, looking out the window, trying to see the wind. You don't see it, but it's there. They, these are humongous headwinds and must be accounted for to ultimately determine how good your investment's been. So when I return, I'm going to give you an example of someone who has a 401k, and they've been taught by somebody on a financial personality on the radio to buy term life insurance and invest the difference. This is an old saga that's been out there for years that has really, in the end, cost people a lot of money, as we're going to see, and it's a very dangerous strategy for many savers out there. But what does that look like? What if you invested money in a 401k and you bought term life insurance while you were young, because you were told you wouldn't need it when you're old. What is the real cost of that? How would we measure that? How, what is the internal rate of return versus the external, and finally, versus the eternal rate of return? I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back.
Our employee spotlight shines brightly today on Mr. Keith Fuqua, all the way up from Bowling Green. First of all, Keith, you made the drive with uh, Mandy and Connie. Connie was driving, right? Uh, yes, she was. How did she drive, by the way? Uh, she, okay. She swerved a little bit, but it's okay. She's always getting on my driving, which I do not appreciate that. She refers to me as a wild driver. I didn't, but so she drives pretty good, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we made it here in one piece. <laughs> so you've only been with us now, what, a month and a half at Tony Walker Financial? Yeah, a month and a half. Tell us about your background a little bit. What, what have you done in the past? Well, I, I graduated from Western in 2008 with a degree in finance. Uh, pretty diverse background. I've done uh, bookkeeping, per property and casualty insurance, uh, mortgage loan origination, retail management. So this is uh, really my first, uh, first time getting a chance to get into finance, um, which is something opportunity I'm really excited about getting to my degree field. So, <clears throat> well, you know, We interviewed a large bank of uh, candidates for this job to help Shannon Ross, who does all of our Schwab platform. And I think that's what I was impressed because not only did you have a little bit of a financial background, but your background was diverse. And then you've also been in a management role, which I thought was impressive. So now that you've seen our process at work, how would you speak to that as an outsider coming in and seeing how coordinated our process is, how the team in Bowling Green works together? Speak to that in terms of your perception. Well, I think it, it, it's probably a lot different from other financial firms. Um, the, way, the way we do it, uh, we have multiple people that, that have their own um, areas that they're in. Some are in the annuity departments. Uh, I'm personally in the, in the Schwab, in the, in the investment side, equity side. So uh, I, th I think with that, uh, it, it allows more specialization. Uh, you have a handful of people that are specializing in, in one or two areas, so that I think we can, we can deliver uh, better customer service and, and more knowledge, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I think I like what you said about customer service because, you know, as we've grown over the years, I attribute that growth a lot to just the team that we've uh, continued to grow, especially people like you, and I think you appreciate the customer service. So speak to the work of Shannon Ross, who you're now working under, who I brought on three years yeah. ago when we started the Schwab platform, and the amount of service work that goes into these more than, what, 1,200 accounts now we have with Schwab? Yeah, probably close to 1,300 oh, now okay. at, yeah. as we speak. But uh, I think Shannon, she's done a great job in the past three years building pretty much the whole Charles Schwab portfolio up um, to what it is now. Yeah, it's been, it's been impressive in uh, just three years to have almost 1,300 accounts and about $100 million in, in assets. Um, and I'm excited to be a part of that and help, help grow it even further. Well, that's great, Keith. I mean, you've done a great job, and we're looking forward to uh, meet you, meeting some milestones that we've got set for the rest of 2020 and 2021. So thanks for making the drive up to be with us. Well, no problem. Thank you for having me, Tony. You're welcome. Tired of the roller coaster ride of the stock market? Let Tony Walker show you how to smooth out the ride with your money. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. Real quickly before I share with you the difference between internal, external, and eternal rate of return. Aaron, uh, we've had several people wanting to know more about our podcast, how to listen to past episodes of the radio show or watch past episodes of the TV show. Give, give our audience a little rundown of where they can go for more information. Yeah, sure. No problem. So real quick, if uh, you uh, want to listen to any of the past radio episodes, you can just go to soundcloud.com 
And in the search bar at the top, just type in the worry-free retirement and you will see our awesome uh, Tony Walker Annuity King bobblehead picture. You just click on that. You can go through and listen to all the past radio episodes. If you want to watch our TV show, simply go to youtube.com, type in Tony Walker Financial, and you'll see Tony's smiling face right there. Just click on Tony's smiling face, and you'll find not only past episodes of the Worry-Free Retirement, you'll find all types of educational information clips. All right. Thank you, Aaron. Okay, in the essence of time, I'm going to jump right into this. Here's, here's the scenario. We've got a 45-year-old with $200,000 presently in a 401k. We're going to imagine that they put in $15,000 a year between now and 65. That's when they want to retire. What I'm sharing with you folks is a financial planning scenario, and you'll see in a second why financial planning doesn't really work. Anyway, 20 years, and we're going to assume, assume, like our one advisor friend, that they make 8% on the money. So all we do there between now and 65, this would be called the future value calculation you would have, or this person would have, assuming all these uh, variables stayed the same, a little over $1.6 million at age 65. Not bad, right, Aaron? Sure. Now, in the meantime, we have to assume that this person wanted a bunch of term insurance, maybe had some kids, et cetera. So we're just assuming they had purchased a $2 million term policy between 45 and 65, it was a 20-year term, cost them 3,000 bucks a year. But you gotta remember, this person didn't die. So they lost the term insurance after 65, had to drop it. So that means the $3,000 lost 8% interest. So that was a true cost, which cost them $148,000. And they don't have any life insurance anymore. How's that sound so far, Aaron? Not too good. Now I think the insurance company's probably doing cartwheels. They love that deal. Okay, let's keep moving. But let's imagine that just for calculation purposes, this person lets that money grow, never touches it, just for the heck of it. We're just talking about numbers, folks. And in a perfect world, in 20 more years, they're age 85, they die. It's worth $7.8 million. Now on the surface, that's a ton of money, isn't it? Yes. Okay, but they're dead and gone. So, you know, live well, die broke. Let's see where this really falls out. Now, we imagine that they took their money at retirement and rolled it over to a money manager. Somebody who maybe tries to grow your money. They make money when you do. They don't tell you that they make money when you don't. But we'll, we'll forget that for a second. But let's ch say they charge 1.5% on this money. Well, over that period of time, the wealth that would have eroded the $7.8 that account at the end of age 85 would actually only be worth $5.8 million. That means that almost $2 million came out in fees and opportunity cost. Not bad for the money manager, right, Aaron? Right. How much money did the money manager put into this gig, by the way? None. Zero. Oh, yeah, it's a pretty good deal. And by the way, folks, we manage money too, but that's why we keep our fees at 0.8% because these fees are a tremendous headwind on your money. But we're not done. We're, we have to assume taxes. So let's say this person never touched the money. They die. The tax tumor, as I call it, buried within this plan, gets passed off to the kids and grandkids. And by the way, in, you know, at age 85, 30 years from now, whenever that is, can you imagine what taxes could be, Aaron, with all the deficits and the stimulus packages? Uh, I'd rather not think yeah, about it, you, honestly. You probably don't want to. It's kind of nauseating. But if assuming 30% taxes, well, there's another million seven that goes to the government. So now we're down to $4 million and we're not done because we have to take the opportunity cost of the life insurance, which was 148000 for the first 20 years at 8%. Between now and 85, since they don't have that money anymore, that's a lost cost. Well, now really the insurance company over that 40-year period made 691000 So we've got to subtract that out. So now Joe Lunchbox is down to $3.4 million, thinking he had 
the costs keep coming. Are you seeing this, Aaron? Right. You want to keep putting money in this slot machine? Nope. Okay. Now we have to subtract their original cost because Joe Lunchbox put in 200, then 15,000 a year for uh, 20 years, which is 300,000. So we subtract that cost out. We're down to 2.9. And then finally, our last cost is 3% inflation. We got to bring that back to today's dollars. And what we find is this person really only had, after all of these costs, inflation, term life insurance costs thrown out the window, about $1.6 million. So you say, what's the point, Tony? The point is, folks, you probably don't have near as much money as you thought you did. You're continuing to take risk that you probably don't need to, and there's costs out there that we can help reduce or sometimes eliminate if but you would let us take a look at your situation. So let's offer to do that right now. Uh, I'm Tony Walker, owner of Tony Walker Financial. I'm a fiduciary and I wanna help savers worry less about money. And the only way we can find out if we can help you, we need to talk either by phone or meeting in person. We'll be happy to do that at either our Bowling Green, Louisville or Lexington, uh, Lexington offices. There's no cost or obligation to meet. So let's look at your situation. Let's get a handle on things. And let's make sure you're doing the decisions that are right for you and your family. To set up a no-obligation appointment, just log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Click on that Let's Get Started button. And as well, you can give us a call at the office at 877-499-9255. That's 877-499-WALK. Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's program. But between now and next week, you remember, if all else fails, you be worry-free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.